There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Richard, live from Las Vegas. Your other host today, James Salinas, is out in the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado. James, what's going on? It's going down. It's, <laughs> it's going down, we too. Got, we got all kinds of action going for Friday, so it's all good on this end, Pritch. What's going down there in your neck of the woods in Vegas? Oh, it's always uh, lively here on the weekend, James. I mean, this place is spectacular, and uh, rightly so. It should be. I mean, it's hot. Uh, everybody wants to be more active, and everybody is active out here in Vegas, that's for sure. Uh, some news that we got to get to right off the top. Um, how about Otani? He is going to pl- participate in the home run derby. Uh, that's uh, not really a surprise, I think, because uh, you got the all-star game out there in Colorado. Uh, so, yeah, why not, Otani, go ahead and go for the home run derby. And then uh, Kemba Walker, that trade in the NBA in the first round go to Oklahoma City. Uh, the Celtics uh, get a package that includes Al Horford. Uh, so, yeah, you know, looking at those situations, that's interesting to you, the news and notes there. But the big news, James, the big news of the day, Montreal Canadiens coach Dominic Ducharme uh, in isolation over irregularities and his COVID testing. They got a big game tonight against the uh, VGK, Vegas Golden Knights. 
And it's such a distraction when you're thinking about that. That was the case. What was that? Game four, I believe, in the Abs. Yeah. Or game three. Bednar. In the Mm -hmm. Abs. Right, exactly, with the coach for the Abs going into the series there in Las Vegas against the Knights. So ended up, I'm not sure if it was a false positive or what have you. He was able to to get on the bench and then ultimately uh, didn't have an impact, at least during the game, because he was on the bench for the game. But I think anytime you're, you're, you're this deep into the playoffs, every game matters. Every game is important I, I i know unless you're down three games then there's the backs against the wall here now you've got a split within this series and every game is going to carry significant weight and any kind of distraction that's the last thing you need especially when you're talking about your your the your leader your the mm-hmm. head coach here and that can be uh, anything even though even though hopefully everything will be fine and whatever the that irregularity is maybe everything turns out to be okay for his health and safety sake for hopefully that's the case but i think anytime there's any type of creep of distraction coming into the players always it's, it's never a good thing i'm not sure how impactful it will be but mm-hmm. as far as having distractions you never want to have any of those kind of distractions rolling into a big game right pritch right no not at all i mean uh, absolutely uh, in factor in the travel too so this is new for the vegas golden knights to go up to montreal to play uh, the canadians and then uh, canadians after their longer road trip i guess if you want to say in the playoffs uh, down here in Vegas, uh, having to go back home too. So you wonder what the COVID testing protocols was happening right there. But it is a distraction. Uh, looking at the line right now, the uh, Golden Knights are minus 160. Uh, Andy McNeil is going to be on the program a little bit later too to kind of help diagnose what's going on and what could be going on. Uh, but that long travel, James, and then the quick turnaround, the, the intensity of the playoffs, uh, you wonder if that could affect things tonight. Both teams have to do the the traveling piece here as far as for for the Knights going into game three. I think the key here is it, we've talked about the, the goaltending has been with, with both Price and Andre Fleury on the other side for the Vegas Golden Knights, two top shelf goaltenders right. between the pipes for both ball for both for both clubs tonight. But thinking about throughout the longevity of the playoffs, I think game two, you definitely saw a much hungrier Montreal Canadiens team in that first period jumped on a first goal quickly had a two goal lead after the first period during going into intermission after that first period and that's kind of been what they did now obviously the first game uh, Vegas jumped all over and really dominated that game one but I think this has been what we've seen out of the Canadians for the most part that game two matchup they've really gotten off the hot starts in their 13 playoff games so far in the in the postseason for the Canadians Pritch they've been the first team to score in 10 of those games and they've outscored their opponents 12 to 3 and on the other side Vegas has been outscored 15 to 8 in yeah. those first periods so getting off to a good start that's something that we've seen out of the Canadians there'll be a little more fans in the stands tonight in Bell Center for Montreal they're kicking up from 2500 to 3500 not the same atmosphere that you've got right there the T-Mobile right. Arena just down the street from you uh, but more fans in the stands to get after it for the Habs yeah how about that uh, we'll give you a little bit more uh, you know okay 2500 to 3500 I, not going to make a, a significant difference at all, but I'm, I'm curious to see how uh, the Golden Knights perform, though, uh, when you're looking at an empty arena as opposed to what they have played in uh, and gotten used to, really, uh, that type of energy. Because that's the thing about being on the road. you got to match the energy uh, of the home team to have a chance. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host, James Salinas, is out in Denver, Colorado. James, it's 3-3. Bucks 
and the Nets. You know, we saw that line move uh, all the way up to a close at minus five for Milwaukee. A little bit of line movement uh, as, as they became a, a, a larger home favorite here. Uh, that total closed at 221 as well. It goes under, Cassius City under, uh, but a nice performance from Milwaukee. Um, I thought they were feisty, they're intense, and, and certainly not the same performance from Brooklyn. They didn't let that game five and just dumping that the huge lead at halftime and then just couldn't hold on and couldn't finish out, close out game five. That could have been something with a team, especially like Milwaukee, that's been dealing with uh, high expectations to move deep into the playoffs to where you had an opportunity. You've got a banged, a really banged up net, Nets team, and you couldn't close the deal there. Come back home in game six. Was there, a le- uh, in a sense, a hangover from that that second half performance in game five? Absolutely not. You saw a Bucks team that came out on came out hungry for sure. Yeah, your season's on the line here. We knew the Nets. Nets knew they had Game Seven in their back pocket if necessary, which will happen now in Brooklyn tomorrow. But that's really where you saw it. And Middleton really was the Giannis was very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Did not shoot any three pointers last night. Pritch, maybe you got the memo. We've been talking about this. <laughs> Why are you shooting threes, big fella? Put put the you know put the ball on the deck, get to the hole, and shoot up over the rim because you are going to be the toughest matchup in the painted area once you can get to that point and be able to finish and score and that's exactly what he did and huge game from Middleton a lot of confidence shooting the ball 11 out of 16 from the floor 38 points and I think the other side we saw Harden Harden's out there gutting it out he is clearly nowhere close to 100% bridge there was there was a point I think they got a steal and normally that's going to be a, a three on one three on two run out he pulled it up he stopped the ball and waited and he knew he couldn't get up and down the floor so he's not going to get any better come tomorrow and I I think that's where some of the some of the other veterans on the team in for the for the Nets in particular Jeff Green who had a sensational right. game five he was nowhere to be found yesterday two out of nine from the floor five points so a, a roller coaster ride so far for Jeff Green from game five to game six Nets are going to need some more production yeah we know what you can get out of KD and he's going to shoulder the the scoring weight for this team come game seven tomorrow but who's going to be in there to step up I mean I thinking about Harden not effective putting the ball on the deck and not going to get to the rim and create and so he's going to be more of a step back shooter and or facilitator and pass so that's going to be you're going to have to have some other players step up whether it's Jeff Green like you did in game five and or maybe Griffin to have to step up some of these veterans on this team have to do it because Joe Harris these last four games has been nowhere to be found shooting the basketball last four games five out of 24 from the three-point line Joe Harris right now not not a good time to get in a slump no not at all uh, going into game seven too so looking at some stats here the under 501 we talked about cash into the under uh, it was 401 yesterday Obviously now five zero and one. The Nets four and two ATS. The Bucks uh, two and four ATS here uh, in the series. One of the things I've noticed, uh, and and maybe I, I might back here too, James. Considering it anyway, uh, is the fact that Middleton. Um, has been consistent enough to be part of a big two, uh, if not a big three, because Holiday has joined the party too, though, uh, with Giannis. And so uh, does that cancel out the Nets and the confidence that they had going into this series and figuring, okay, we have our big two or big three, and then uh, Kyrie gets hurt. Uh, Certainly Harden is not the same. And Durant shouldering the load and trying to do everything all by himself. 
It's game seven now. It's a different animal. We're talking about the having been there and done that because now this is this is why you is this is why you lift all them weights. Well, I don't know if Katie's <laughs> lifting any weights out there, Pritch, but this is why he's been there and done this before, and mm-hmm. we've seen him, and he's got the championship medal about him to be able to carry a team. We saw that in game five. Sensational game on both ends of the floor, hitting the glass with 17 boards, facilitating as well, 10 assists to go along with the 49 points to shoulder the scoring burden for the Nets because they are so banged up we know most likely we won't see Kyrie Irving out there and Harden maybe at he's got one he's got Harden's got one leg out there a lot of heart but only one leg to to stand on to make plays yeah I think you talked about Middleton and Middleton the last four games has a number of those games with three of those games being at home but he's averaged nearly 30 points per game in the last four right. games so if, at least from a confidence standpoint through the, the second part of this series he's been playing well and I think uh, Drew Holiday did not shoot the ball well again last night but was aggressive and was able to to get to the rim and score, not shooting the ball well from three. He was one of ten from the three point line yesterday, and then he was seven. He was seven of eleven everywhere else. So get to the rim, young fella. Mm-hmm. No one's out there to guard you. I think that's where you've got to continue to be aggressive. Does Does Giannis continue what he did yesterday, not settling for threes, getting into the paint? getting those easy easy looks at the basket. Tough spot right now, I think. Well, obviously, physically for the Nets, Pritch, but then you have a guy like KD on your side, and uh, uh, this is where they're going to have to lean on KD's championship medal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you would think um, the Nets would try to foul Giannis a little bit more, but he was 6-10 uh, from free throws. So maybe that strategy is not going to work, and they're going to have to do it on the floor. Uh, whether it's KD uh, being ultra aggressive for sure, or or Harden trying to push himself a little bit more, uh, or or you know somebody else stepping up. I mean Kyrie, I don't know if we can depend on that. Even though you can kind of keep track and see if he's going to be healthy enough, but uh, I don't think the Nets can uh, depend on that at this point. No, and I. Thinking about Kyrie, I mean, the way that he rolled that ankle, I haven't seen any, I mean, we're not going to get to the game till tomorrow, but Mm -hmm. it's game time decision. But at this point, even if he does try to gut it out there, he's not going to be anywhere. He's going to look like Harden. He's going to be on the other leg. They, the two of them together, they're going to have to do a three-legged race because they're not going to be healthy when one's one leg or the other. And then that's the other piece too. Even if Kyrie does come out, I suspect he won't play, but even if he does, he's susceptible to aggravating that ankle injury and getting him off the floor. Same thing with Jay. James Harden. Right. He could pull that hamstring and make it worse and off the floor too. Just in, I typically, Pritch, don't like to bet against the home team in game sevens. I, I don't want to hear about the pressure and the expectations. And, you know, you signed up for this. If you couldn't handle the pressures, you wouldn't be getting paid what you did and you shouldn't be on the ball club and be in the pros anyway. So I, I, I don't buy into the whole pressure piece playing at home in game seven. I typically back the home team in game seven. But when you're talking about the want, really the, the wounded nature of where the Nets are, with the big three and it's down to just the big one and a half of one out there and a healthy and confident team within the Bucks now knowing hey we've been able to win three out of these last four games and we really just dumped it in game five otherwise we could have finished this series at home in game six uh the, the at least from a confidence standpoint the Bucks are going to roll in with plenty of confidence and outside of Durant I don't know who else is going to be able to step up for this Nets team to be able to carry the scoring load and help Durant out for four quarters yeah I hear you let's move on to today's games, uh, James, uh, big games, obviously. Uh, you got the 76ers on the road in Atlanta. Now, they open up as a favorite. Um, I believe they opened up at minus two. They're up to minus three out here to Vegas now uh, for uh, Philly on the road. Now, the two choke jobs. Uh, I'm trying to figure this one out here uh, as this line has moved towards the Sixers. 
Uh, 222.5 uh, is the total. Uh, James, big game tonight in Atlanta. I don't want anything that do you want to do you want to bet on the psyche of the Philadelphia 76ers no. right now not <laughs> only not only from game three and dumping game or game, excuse me game five the way a huge lead especially late in the third quarter 24 point lead handful of minutes to go in the third quarter it, it was all fun and games bet at that time right and they were hooping and hollering on the sideline and bench was all into it and then the fourth quarter came Trey Young took over and then you had the veterans and I think you need that from especially Hawks are relatively a young team obviously led by Trey Young and he was sensational in that in that game five at Philadelphia particularly in that second half but also he had some other guys step up uh, off off the bench for Atlanta to, on the road to shoulder some of that scoring load. You saw it from Gallo. Gallo, we've been talking about him. You never know what you're going to get out of Gallo, but the one thing you do know is you're going to get veteran confidence out of Gallo stepping on the floor. And Lou Williams, you just it, confidence just oozes out of Lou Williams when it comes to the offensive side of the game for for him out there on the perimeter. And both guys had great shooting nights. Collectively, 13 to 21 shooting the basketball, 31 points off the bench. That was a big assistance to be able to 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 push over in that fourth quarter seize the lead and finish the lead and then you kind of just saw with Philadelphia the body language I don't like the body language you're seeing out of out of Embiid missed a couple free throws you know Ben Simmons can't make he don't want anything to do with sitting <laughs> at the free throw line Giannis has his struggles but they got to correct he spends too much time at the line he would be able to fix that but with Simmons it's completely in his head he is the least confident person going up to the free throw line to make shots and then Tobias Harris that's really the wild card in all of this Pritch, not a terrible game in game at home in that game five, only four points. He had been averaging about 20, 21 points through the first four games. Complete no show from Tobias Harris in that game at Philadelphia. What do we see out of him? Well, I was I looking know. for this him is, to step uh, up. I have been anyway. Well, you got to step up. Yeah, step up. But let's uh, do we want to? That's where you got to think about. Yeah, he. Need, we know what they need to do, but will they do that? In particular, will he do that on the road? And do we want to put money on it that yeah, he is going to get that done because it can't all just be Joel Embiid. He's had a great series outside of, I think it was game four when you could tell his knee was really bothering him. Uh, but aside from that, you, he's been terrific in the series, living at the free throw line in particular. But Tobias Harris, that's the guy that has to step up. Are we going to bet on Tobias Harris tonight? Because I don't want to have to bet on Embiid to have to do it for a full 48 minutes, especially for the fact that he has been very dominant in the series. But, you know, he's got a bad wheel as well with that torn meniscus. So in this case here, you got a young Hawks team with nothing to lose, full of confidence and right now the best player on the floor in my mind it for sure it is Trey Young the way he's been playing sure and facilitating with the rest of his ball club you know what's unique or the dynamic anyway for uh, Atlanta is their bench has all the experience Gallinari and you mentioned Lou Williams and so the young guys they don't have any pressure out there I mean Trey Young is insane whether it's 18 assists or, or 39 points uh, or 38 points certainly I mean uh, it's something that the 76ers have to contend with and I think it's affecting them offensively certainly uh, trying to uh, understand it and control the Hawks if they can and try to rely on and be too. Uh, but like you mentioned, I mean, we're talking about longer series, more drawn out, more physical and more wear and tear on that knee, that meniscus situation there for Embiid. 
and B, he's gutting through it. You yeah. know, not only the pain piece, pain is one thing you play through, but it's injury, the swelling that comes with that. It is there. It the maintenance he, too, he right? Might, absolutely, the maintenance for it. I would, you know, he's probably getting that knee drained every day, mm-hmm. or at least come get, you know, the in between days and the, the day off in between games here. He's got to get that drained up because it is getting swollen. Uh, but then you talked about the bench. Yeah, young bench coming for the Sixers and a little shorter bench because Danny Green, not that Danny Green was an impactful player for for Philadelphia in the series before he went down with that calf injury, but he is that veteran presence out there. He's been there and done that and won championships too, and when you need to have a big shot, he's not afraid to take the big shot, especially from deep. That was kind of his role there as the veteran in that backcourt for the Sixers, and now, yeah, Curry stepped up and had a great game the last game, but are we going to continue to bet on Seth Curry to have to do that? He can do that. He's capable of do that, but you don't want to have to have Seth Curry as your second leading scorer. He had a poor in 36 points that other night in game five. Can we count on him to do that again? He's capable of doing that again, but are we going to fire our money on that to bank on he's going to be that guy to help show the load if Tobias Harris doesn't show? My money's not going there. I'd rather go with take the home team, the home dog here, the young, hungry team that looks like they, they are playing loose and full of confidence right now, and Trey Young is the best, Matt. He's the toughest player and the toughest player to guard right now full court on that floor any for either team. Yeah, when you put it that way, do, y'all, do I want to put my money on it? I mean, it makes you think about it certainly a different way uh, uh, in these matchups uh, right now. How about Utah going to minus two and a half on the road now? Uh, against the Clippers teams. We just saw the Clippers beat down Utah uh, in their place. 220 and a half is the total in this one. Yeah, I'm looking, I think for both these games, I lean towards the Hawks plus the three at home here, just kind of right now the fragile psyche that I just don't trust of the Sixers and looking at the total, definitely like the total going under. Kind of the same thing here because both teams are so banged up, both the Jazz and the Clippers. We clearly, Donovan Mitchell is clearly not himself out there. Mm-hmm. Everything is very perimeter oriented. He doesn't trust his ankle. You know, he had really hot, really severe ankle sprain about a month prior to this, the playoffs starting I think he's tweaked it. He's tweaked it a couple times. You saw it in the fourth quarter. He came down and was kind of gimping on it. He is not at 100%, and it's really affected not only his shot selection, shooting further and further away from the basket, but then I think it clouds his judgment as to when he should be taking those launch and those long threes. We know he's got the range, Bridge, but do it within the confines of the offense where the ball there's some ball movement, and you get your players involved as the coast just coming down and, and launching it without anybody even getting a touch or any kind of movement off the ball from his teammates so I think that's going to be key here but anytime you're banged up it's getting into your head and I think it's gotten into Donovan Mitchell's head so but then you think about the Clippers on the other side terrific defensively in that second half to do a much better job rotating to shooters and closing out and contesting shots Uh, can Paul George duplicate the first half that he had in the last game and do that here in game six at home to be able to close this series out I'd lean towards the Clippers here uh, but the Jazz are one of those teams that can shoot their way out of a game and they can shoot their way right back into a game with the plethora of three-point shooters if Donovan Mitchell is willing to share the basketball and take shots through the the construct of the offense because he's going to have to be better as a be more of a facilitator Mm -hmm. I think tonight Rich because he's not going to be able to get to the rim and then shoot that shot when it's open as opposed to quick shots when it's contested yeah you know James I'm keeping an eye on Conley um, uh, because look uh, even if he's not 100% he's got to be in uniform right I mean because if they if they I mean you would have to go I would think if you're Conley and okay, and then tell the coach, look, I, I can't, I don't have it. My, my hamstring's gone. I, I can't play tonight, but at least he got to give it a shot at this point. 
you saw that. You're, you see Harden doing it right now. Right. He is clearly nowhere close to 100% on that leg. He's one-legged, but he's gutted it out there and was able to, to, to make a few shots last night to try to help KD. Yeah, I agree. I think this is – you'll see Conley out there. But what, how can he sustain? Is he effective? I think if you're going to get involved in the side, you know, we know we got Kawhi Leonard out on the other side. But if you're wanting to get involved with Utah tonight, I don't. I'm not going to get involved with Utah on the road laying a short price here at two, yeah. two and a half. Uh, unless that's an end game and that we see a better Donovan Mitchell and we do see Conley out there and he looks relatively healthy. Yeah, great advice again, James, uh, right there from an end game perspective for sure. Mitchell wasn't even hitting the rim. Uh, in Utah uh, in that game. So clearly uh, hobbled and injured in that matchup. Coming up on program, uh, we're going to look at some better bets on the board uh, with some parlays. Uh, we'll get some uh, thoughts from James uh, Salinas on the NBA playoffs and, and some of these better bets. That's coming up next. A lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
connected into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip, have your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. Betting Across America, Mike Pritchard. James Salinas with you today. Uh, James, I don't think you are a parlay guy. Uh, I've, I've parlayed uh, a, a couple situations and got lucky. Uh, normally, I save them for football. Um, but here we got some parlays on the board for tonight's games. Uh, 76ers and Clippers win plus 260. Uh, Jazz and Hawks win is plus 275. Um, uh, what do you think about those two parlays right there? Pritchin, as far as a parlay guy, not usually unless it's I'm looking at a favorite and I want to drop some. I don't. I don't want to pay the. I don't want to pay the tax on on a point spread, and I mm-hmm. will, but I will pay it on the on a money line on a favored on a favored with the money line. But I don't want to pay the juice on that, so then I might look to do a parlay, whether it's another favorite and or another play, just to lessen the the load on the juice. But ultimately, here uh, between the Sixers and the looking at Sixers and Clippers and or Jazz versus Hawks, I mean. The, I kind of like one of each on each I side. Know, right? Right? Like I, I, I'm leaning, I'm leaning here with like. I don't like. I just don't like the spot that the Clipper or the 76ers are in right now from a, a, a the, the a mindset and the competitive mm-hmm. mindset, not being able to handle leads. Not only the way that they blew Game Five, but also had a lead, had the first half lead in Game Four and couldn't finish down the stretch. And I think free throw shooting is really a hindrance for this team if it gets down there. And and you can what you're gonna have to take their best defender off the floor and. Simmons if it gets tight um so I I mean I you know where I'm at I'd like the Hawks here to to be able to close this out at home and I kind of really like the Clippers just because of the fact that the Donovan Mitchell is just not healthy and it's really a a cloud of his his shot selection and judgment now can he make those and light those up from there yes he can but if I was going to do this actually I'm gonna I'm gonna mix and match here a little bit Pritch and let's do this so we're talking about money line parlays I'll parlay the Hawks at home and if you do this money line parlay I'd probably rather take the three because I think it's going to be a tight game so you can take the three and or they're plus 125 as the home dog money line win the game outright. Uh, and you can also pair that up with the Clippers. Instead of getting the two, you can plus the 110. That pays that that pays three. It's three to it's it's 375. 375. OK. 375 uh-huh. right there. If you put a dollar on it, it's 375 for the, the payback. But I, maybe you do the Hawks. If anything, I think I'd, if I was going to parlay, I'd do the Hawks plus the three. I'd take the points and the Clippers at the money line plus 110. Because I think here for the Clippers, again, they're coming back home and there's just a lot of veteran leadership on that team. It's, I think they're very galvanized knowing they got to step up in the absence of Kawhi Leonard and the fact that Donovan Mitchell is nowhere close to 100%. It's really clouded his judgment as far as facilitating an offense mm-hmm. like the Clippers at home tonight. So that's the way I'd play a parlay with between the Hawks and the Clippers. Yeah, you know what? I like it actually. Uh, remembering what Scott Hastings uh, won a championship with the Bad Boys back in the 90, uh, 1990 season, 89 90 season. And um, he talked about how the 76ers were void of leadership. Uh, Embiid's a great player, great guy, but he's not thought of as a leader, at least uh, from an NBA player's uh, perspective. So I thought that was very interesting, too. Uh, but looking at these two dog, home dog situations from a parlay standpoint, because we know how prevalent underdogs were on Wednesday. Uh, so, I mean, I, that's not a bad idea right there, James. 
think I take the Hawks, like I said, plus the three. Mm-hmm. Get that's a good cushion. Sitting there at two with the Clippers, with the team that I think is going to close this out tonight and win at at home. That's where you get the plus one ten, and then you'll get you'll get a but uh, you know you'll get more bang for your parlay buck right there if you can take the money line plus the one ten as opposed to laying a dollar ten plus the two. Okay, let me throw one more at at, at out to you, uh, Trey Young. Uh, 30 plus points plus 115 or Trey Young double-double plus 100 uh, in terms of a, a better bet situation. Yeah, I like the Trey Young double-double. We know he's going to okay. get double figures here in points. That's mm-hmm. going to be a given. 30 points is a lot to ask. Now we know he's able to eclipse that. He was able to do that the other night, and he's had sensational games, not only in the series against Philly, but also in lit up the New York Knicks in that quick five-game series. And uh, But I think Trey Young also knows they're at home, and he's going to get his teammates involved. This is a – I love the way that they share the ball. In particular, Trey Young will share the ball. He trusts his teammates. They'll be at home tonight, and this is a team that anytime you're at home, you're going to shoot with more confidence here i'd rather go with the double double with points and assists for trey young even money plus 100 all right i like it uh, we're going to shift to the playoffs on the ice uh, canadians at home against the vegas golden knights our vsin hockey expert andy mcneil is going to join the program coming up after the break uh, the big, big news about the charm uh, we have to discuss that's coming that's coming up next season is in full swing so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day our vcin experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet including live odds and analysis for every game on vcin.com slash mlb and our daily members only best bet emails now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at vcin.com slash subscribe Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. Also with you right now is our VSIN hockey expert, Andy McNeil. Andy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Pritch. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, Big news out of uh, the hockey playoffs here with the Canadians uh, head coach, uh, isolated because of COVID testing irregularities. Um, I don't know if you bet this game yet, but uh, if not, does this change how you're viewing this game? Yeah, Dominic Ducharme, the interim head coach for the, the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, it's a similar situation um, uh, as to what um, Jared Bednar of the Colorado Avalanche dealt with uh, about a week ago. Um, and he was fine. He, he made his way to the game. Um, I, I don't put a whole lot of stock into uh, the, the, the effect that, that coaches have um, behind the bench during during the game, I think most of their uh, impact happens, um, you know, throughout the week and leading up to a game. Uh, I, I think it's the the assistant coaches that that, that you know pull a lot of the weight, um, you know, throughout the the, the game. So I, I'm I'm not too concerned about it. I think the Canadians will be just fine whether he's uh, behind the bench or not. So it doesn't really change how I uh, how I approach this game. I haven't bet this game specifically, uh, you know, I, I, as far as like a, a money line bet. I've got um, a pretty nice series wager around seven to one uh, that that I took on the Canadians after uh, after they dropped the first game. So I'm I'm pretty happy about that. 
Um, so, so I'll be, I'll be cheering for a, for a Canadian's win. It feels a little bit dirty. I, I, I you know, I, I like this Vegas Golden Knights uh, team, and I, and I love no, nothing more than to see them get a championship. But uh, you know, money comes first. Andy, anytime feeling dirty, you know, it'll ha wash your hands real quick is cashing that ticket. And they right. put that money in your hand in a sense, right? So thinking about this game and thinking about how the Canadians have played throughout the playoffs and they've gotten off to hot starts and yeah, it definitely played out in game two. Not sure about game one. Uh, maybe it was the long, a longer layoff for the Canadians, but they were definitely clearly in game two, the hungrier team in that first period jumped out to an early lead, had a two goal lead going into the intermission after the first period and that's typically what we've seen out of the playoffs from the canadians in 10 out of the 13 playoff games they've scored first and they've outscored their opponents in the first period 12 to 3 and then on the other side vegas has a get sometimes gets seems like they, they come out a, a little slowish a little sluggish and a little slow they've been outscored 15 to 8 in the first period can you put anything like that between these two teams going back to montreal for this game three matchup does that factor in potentially to any kind of handicap in particular for the the Canadians who are a pretty good dog. I see the Knights roughly about a dollar sixty-five favorite in game three on the road. Yeah, that's that's right around where where I make the game, minus one sixty, uh, a little less than that actually in favor of the Vegas Golden Knights. So, you know, unfortunately, I, I mean I, I see the Canadians open up around plus one fifty-five. I don't really want to bet that. I'm hoping that the, the line goes the other way and I get a little bit more value, but you know, someone out there felt a little bit differently. They liked Montreal at that plus 150 price, uh, and, and they've bet it down at a lot of shops. Um, you know, still out there at, at BetMGM and, and a few other places. Um, but you're right. I mean, the Canadians, they're a team that likes to, to start quick. And the Golden Knights, uh, we've seen them um, go cold and, and I guess a bit uh, discombobulated uh, quite a few times in, in the past. And that's something that definitely... Um, concerns me. I, I actually thought that they would have a much better start in game two after, you know, falling, not, not falling behind in the first period of game one, but uh, you know, not, not being able to keep up with the Canadians um, early in game one. Um, and I was wrong. Uh, the, the Canadians were, were great again in the first period of game number two. And um, you know, it's tough to, tough to see it, it going another way again, but we, we saw this Vegas Golden Knights team make uh, some pretty big adjustments when they, they fell early to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, we'll see if they can make them here. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Stan Chandler Stevenson being at a lineup, that sure changes things. I know there's uh, a bit of framing going on out there that, you know, maybe Vegas and the style they play, their structure, uh, it doesn't much matter who plays at center because the forwards all kind of share similar responsibilities but hey he's a really good player um i actually am really excited to see that top line for vegas tonight with alex Tut at center um and i like him to go over his shot prop this is a bet i've gone to uh, a few times now in the past uh, he's a player that generates a lot of shot attempts um and, and usually doing so on the third line so uh he's going to get a chance to, to play with max patch and mark stone and you can play uh minus 105 uh, for him to have over two and a half shots on goal in this game. Yeah, they're they're on the road here, uh, but I don't think the price has been adjusted enough. Um, you know, I think it should be shaded more heavily towards the over there, um, given that he's gone from being on the third line to playing with two world-class players in Max Pacioretty and uh, Mark Stone. You know, Andy, uh, and great uh, betting angles right there. Uh, something to think about for sure. Uh, considering game three and then game four uh, up there, 3,500 fans, uh, we believe, tonight. Uh, better chance for Canadians to get 
this game or game four? Because I'm looking at this line, like you mentioned before, and, and I wonder what that line could be. Uh, I think the Golden Knights are going to be favorite probably in most games anyway, but uh, the number, the price that I see right now, plus 150 out here in Vegas for game three. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is this is a better opportunity for the Canadians. Um, I'm not sure what uh, Chandler Stevenson's status is, but, you know, he's out right now, and, and Vegas isn't very strong up the middle. Uh, Montreal Montreal has four lines that, that they can roll and um, you know this is this is a good spot for them to take a series lead uh, they, they've got to capitalize here for sure um, but but you know game four will be another chance and, and we'll see uh, they could be you know faced with an opportunity to to go up three games to one which uh, I mean nobody could have stopped coming really uh, so it, it's going to be interesting I, I think Vegas is really really suited for a top heavy attack uh, attack tonight um, you know but they're their bottom six forward lines uh, it, it leaves a lot to be desired. I, I think uh, they'll they'll be wise to try and shelter uh, some of those players, like like the Ryan Reeves line, for example, um, and you know focus more on on trying to generate uh, shots and chances rather than mix it up and and get into penalty trouble. Um, this this Montreal team, they they don't have a ton of top end talent, but they're very deep, and and it's you know you can't really just shut them down because they can throw another line out that's that's arguably just as tal- talented as the the last one. Um, that can really keep you on your toes. So it, it's, you know, it's going to be a tough series, uh, and uh, um, it's really taking shape here. But um, I, I, I don't have a, a good answer for that. I, yeah. I think tonight is the night to bet the Canadians. Okay. If you want to bet the Canadians, it's tonight. All right, there he is, uh, Andy McNeil, with excellent analysis right there, VSN hockey expert. Uh, Andy, enjoy uh, the weekend uh, and enjoy these games in, in uh, NHL playoffs. They're spectacular right now. For sure. You All guys, right. too. Thanks for having me on. Good All luck tonight. All right. When we come back, NBA playoffs on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Sign up with uh, BetMGM and turn a $1 wager on the 76ers or Hawks into 100 if either team hits a three. Just use bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up with the King of Sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer. Paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan. New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text a red line, 800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer now available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you uh, today. NBA playoffs, James, uh, player props here. Um, as we're looking at the Sixers, still minus three on the road, 222 and a half. Young, uh, 27 and a half points, three and a half rebounds, nine and a half assists, two and a half three-pointers. Uh, last game, Going into that one, maybe some shoulder concerns, reasons why he had a big line in that one, but no concerns anymore with Trey Young in that shoulder right now. Trey Young was much more aggressive. He wasn't trying to shoot the ball from the perimeter. He was coming off and rolling off those ball screens and getting, doing what he loves to do. He loves to get in the middle of the paint, whether it's to to draw defenders and facilitate kicking it out to to three point shooters, and or if it's Embiid that's having to step up and stop the ball right around that foul line area. He's been terrific as far as his lobs are concerned, lobbing it up, whether it's to Capella or to Collins for a, a two hand flush. So I, I'm looking here. We, we knew Trey Young is fully capable of putting 30 plus points on the board. So sitting at 27, I just you got to think about the game plans and how do you think the the pieces are put together as far as the puzzle of how this game plays out and anytime you're looking at props and I think for for Young, yeah, he's somebody that that can score and looks to score but he also looks to get his teammates involved. He's averaged nearly 11 assists in this series so far and he averaged close to 10 assists in that series with New York and I love what I've seen out of Atlanta spacing the floor and sharing the basketball the way that they do. It's a team that really yeah, it's a young team that playing with a lot of confidence but they really trust each other too. I think McMillan has done a, a a tremendous job of getting these guys to understand their roles and where they're, how they fit within the constructs of both sides of the floor, but in particular the offense, because they are tremendous about spacing the floor and sharing the basketball. So I'd look at here. You're talking about, we're talking about young scoring acumen. We know he can get there, but looking as an assist, nine and a half assists, still pretty high, but he trusts his teammates. And I think their teammates playing at home here in Philadelphia, trying to do everything they can to get the ball out of Trey Young's hand. So he doesn't put up another 39 points on him like he did in 
in Game 5. I'd look at the assists for Trey Young going over the fact that team will be playing at home, shoot with more confidence, and he trusts his teammates as well. Yes, yeah, sitting at 9.5. I like that too. Three-pointers. Maybe he'll launch a few um, energized from that crowd out there in Atlanta again. I mean, it's been a minute, James, since Atlanta. The Hawks have been in this kind of a situation trying to get to uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. Anybody else uh, jumping off the page? I mean, Gallinari, 13 and a half points. Uh, I mentioned how uh, their veteran, or their experience anyway, uh, is on the bench. He's coming off the bench, no pressure. Uh, and 13 and a half points looks attractive as well. I think the thing with Gallo and also Lou Williams is how many right. minutes do they get off the bench because they are a liability defensively, both of those players. Gallo can't guard anybody, whether it's on the – if they try to extend him out and guarding somebody on the perimeter, he's going to get beat to the cup, and then he's he's not going to get in there and bang with anybody playing post – any type of post defense. So I think that's where you're, – you're in a closeout game here, and that's why I tend to look at unders in closeout games, same okay. as the situation here for the Hawks. Be looking more so probably staying away from – Gallo, but looking down the list with Philadelphia and somewhere here with one of their props, looking at, at Tobias Harris sitting at 21 and a half points. Is this the night that he steps into that role that they brought him over there to Philadelphia last year, last year to be that second scoring option to take some of the pressure off Embiid? That's his role there. Is Harris going to be the guy? Is he going to step up and get that done? I would say even at 21 and a half, that's a lot of points to have to put in there and put in the hole. He'll, he'll give the effort, but can he, is his shooting acumen going to be there? And his confidence going to be there on the road I would say no so as far as Harris hitting that 21 and a half point mark and going over that I'll bet against it and say he goes under 21 and a half points today. okay a lot of pressure on him too uh Harris uh, a lot of pressure on uh Simmons as well I mean I don't know what kind of game we're going to get from that guy well, he's not going to score any of those points at the free throw line. So his point total sitting at 13 and a half. Now, as far as facilitating the offense, that's the other piece with Philly mm -hmm. is, yeah, in, in a sense, it's, he's a tough matchup when you're talking about the point guard position, if that's what he's going to play, bringing the ball up, facilitating the facilitating the offense. But a lot of times so much it gets, it goes through Embiid, whether he's trying to get down and post position off that kind of off the block extended and or foul line extended where he turns and faces. And that's where we get a lot of ball watching and a lot of standing around for Philadelphia and they just let Embiid go to work and he's been going to work for the majority of the this series against the Hawks and in particular getting the Hawks in foul trouble and living at the free throw line double digit free throw attempts in each and every game so here I think with, with if you're looking at Simmons as far as the assist total maybe that's it I probably would stay away from that too because I don't know how much he's going to really be impactful on the ball he's going to spend more energy on the defensive side so as far as his points are concerned at 13 and a half it's going to come on finishes off cuts off double teams from Embiid getting the ball to him I probably I, I to your point here Pritch Simmons I'd probably be looking he as well as Harris going under that total of 21 and a half Simmons as well at 13 and a half everything's going to fall on the shoulders big fella right now tonight for Embiid all right looking at the other game Utah on the road against the Clippers James uh, still minus two and a half out here in Vegas 220 and a half is a total uh, some player props here Mitchell's at 33 and a half points hobbled Mitchell now Conley I think um Makes this choice interesting, though, because uh, if he's effective, uh, that could be helpful for Mitchell, somebody like that. Uh, you, you know, other players, too, thinking about uh, other players for Utah uh, would be helped immensely by Connolly and his presence. But, again, I don't know if that's something we can rely upon or, or do I want to use my money or, or, or bet my money on that uh, factor there with Connolly. 
the biggest piece with Conley being out is Mitchell now not only has to be the scorer and the main scoring option, he has to be the one bringing the ball up and facilitating the offense the majority of the possessions. Just a lot of energy expended out of Donovan Mitchell. And then I think he feels there's times he did that, that first quarter, the last game in game five in Utah, that lights out 10 three-pointers, 10 three-point shots made from the Jazz and sharing the basketball. And that's where they are. That's kind of what you see out of the Jazz. You know they're going to spot up and they they shoot with confidence and they'll share the ball, pass the good shot for the great shot. But that's where Mitchell kind of, especially in that second half, starts to play hero ball, especially if he didn't get off to a good start shooting the basketball. And because he can't find other ways to score inside the arc because of his ankle and he's so limited. We saw that last year in the play playoff mm-hmm. bubble Pritch. I mean, not only shooting the ball with range, but also getting to the rim, playing above the rim, finishing over players. Like it's just not there because he's so limited with that bad wheel here. You're looking at his point total again. You're seeing him continue to shoot the ball from the perimeter. Maybe it's, it, it's, I, I think he's going to feel like he has to shoulder the load. So yeah, to your point, Pritch, it is really, what do we see out of Conley? Does he step out on the floor? Does he go out there with one leg similar to what we've seen out of Harden? yesterday and try to just give it a go and see what he can do and at least take some of the pressure off of Donovan Mitchell to have to bring a ball up and initiate the set. That's the key here. I think I got to stay away from props with Mitchell because I just don't know what we're going to see out of his backcourt teammate if he actually sees the floor. Yeah, I was going to say maybe the opportunity is on the other side with the Clippers. Uh, No Kawhi and yet they stepped up mightily uh, in Utah. Uh, PG in particular, uh, Jackson too. I mean, incredible out there. Uh, Morris Senior. I mean, taking a look at all these player props here. Uh, it, can they close it out? Uh, and so certainly, if Conley is on the floor, uh, maybe a liability defensively too, depending on how he moves out there. So uh, the opportunity from a player prop standpoint, maybe on the side of the Clippers. George, that's a big number at 30 and a half, and he's really stepped his game up, had a great, especially first half, needing to counterbalance that that three-point barrage we saw at Utah in the first quarter where they hit 10 of those. But Jackson, Jackson's, Jackson's been around for a mm-hmm. while, and he's bounced around on a few teams and wasn't even sure where his career was going in the offseason last year. But he definitely has made himself known in this series and had a, a couple big games against the Mavs in the first series as well. But right now, I don't know if there's anybody shooting the ball with more confidence. He's got plenty of confidence as it is when he steps on the floor. But at 17 and a half points, he is shooting it. He, it more so, he's going to shoot from the perimeter. We know that. But he, has, he does have the ability to, to, to get to the rim and put it on the deck on occasion. And I think that's the key here is what are you going to see out of Utah defensively? I think that's where defensively for Utah, my, to me, Mike Conley's their best athlete being able to stay in front of the basketball. And with a hobbled Mitchell out there, the other guys, you see a lack of athleticism, especially perimeter on the perimeter defense for the Jazz. And I think Jackson's been able to to take advantage of that and get some open shots in a team that shoots uh, shares the ball as well. Looking at Jackson at 17 and a half points, I wouldn't want to bet under here because that kid's playing with a lot of confidence yeah. going home to close this game out. I think he gets plenty of touches and plenty of looks tonight because the, the Jazz really have to find a way to key on George and take the ball out of his hands, especially uh, the way that he's been shooting the basket. I, I know I can't get their defensive effort out of my mind either, James, as I'm looking at them catching points at home, a home dog and a closeout situation. I mean, that defense is incredible and any type of production uh, from role players. And if you can get another repeat performance uh, from Paul George, I mean, it looks like the Clippers could win this thing. But uh, player prop standpoint, uh, looking on the side of the Clippers, at least for me, for the opportunity. 
the, the uh, and Jackson again. He's going to get plenty of shots. I just feel like George, he may have to expend again more energy. And we kind of saw that. A lot of he scored twenty some odd points. I think it was twenty two points in the first half. Yeah. Didn't take as many shots because he had to be more focused on the defensive side because he is a good ball defender as well. Uh, it's a lot of points to have to put up for George. I might be looking at the George under and Jackson taking more shots tonight, especially shooting with a lot of confidence to go over his seventeen and a half points. All right, that'll do it for hour number one. Hour number two, we're going to get an update on the U.S. Open as well as uh, more perspective on the NBA uh, playoffs. Uh, Aaron Bruski, founder of HoopBall.com, he joins the program. That's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.